0: Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful. Welcome to the On Patriots podcast. We're a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. I'm your host, Mike DeBate, and I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. So reach out to me and let me know what's on your mind on Twitter, on the Bird app, on X whatever you happen to be calling it these days, at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. And as long as you're showing some social media love to Lockdown Patriots, please follow our account as well at LO underscore Patriots. And Pat's fans, today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at JaceMedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medicalcom And Pats fans, as always, thank you for joining me here today and for making us your first listen every day. And as always, a special shout-out to all of you Locked On everydayers out there, all of you Locked On loyalists that make Locked On Patriots possible. You take time out of your day to spend time with us here on the pod. I'm always honored and always humbled by your support. And week one is in the books. The Patriots have totally turned their attention to the Miami Dolphins and an 8.20 p.m. kickoff this Sunday night at Gillette Stadium throwback Sunday night as they welcome the Miami Dolphins to town and the Patriots trying to get into the win column for the first time in 2023 and that is not going to be so easy even though the Pat Patriot and the red throwbacks are going to be making an appearance Patriots are a little banged up right now and the injury report the last two days folks it just hasn't been pretty there's no sugarcoating it Trent Brown City so missed their second straight practice while in concussion protocol Not looking good for either Trent or City to suit up in this game, and that's definitely a problem for the Patriots. You already have Michael Luenu nursing the ankle injury. Cole Strange still trying to work his way back from the knee injury. David Andrews once again on the injured list. The New England Patriots offensive line is definitely banged up, but that may not be the most disturbing factor in the New England Patriots' stable of injuries right now because on Thursday a name surfaced on the injury report that should raise some eyebrows. We're talking about the guy that mostly everyone in Patriots Nation right now expects to either contain or marginally disrupt speedy Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill. And that man is cornerback Jonathan Jones. Jonathan listed with an ankle injury as a limited participant. He didn't miss practice, but this bears monitoring because any time an athlete suddenly appears on an injury report when they weren't listed the day before, usually means that an injury happened during practice. Hopefully, Jonathan will be able to work it out and it won't be serious, but his practice participation on Friday and the status with which he's listed for the game is going to be very interesting and very telltale as to whether or not the New England Patriots are going to be able to use Jonathan to defend against Tyree Kill. And unfortunately, he may be their best option. He may be their only option of hoping to contain Tyreek. Because right now, as we talked about yesterday here on Locked On Patriots with Kyle Krebs from Locked On Dolphins in our crossover episode, Tyreek Hill is playing at a remarkably high level. If I'm being honest, he might just be the most difficult receiver to cover right now in the NFL. Had 11 catches for 215 yards and two touchdowns on Sunday against the Los Angeles Chargers. And this guy is lightning with the ball in his hands and even playing away from the ball. But if you're the New England Patriots, you look at recent history and all of a sudden it doesn't look so bad against Tyreek Hill. We all remember the October 2018 game where he torched the Patriots for 142 yards and three touchdowns. That was as a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. Since joining the Dolphins, Patriots haven't let Tyreek find the end zone. Two games, week one, week 17, 149 yards on 12 catches. And if we're talking about where Tyreek was at his best, it was definitely in week one. 94 yards receiving did it mostly against the Patriots' zone defense, although Jonathan did get some time covering him as well. In week 17, Patriots held him to only 55 yards, and they actually took a little bit of a different approach. Tua Tagovailoa and Tyreek Hill are two of the best in the game in terms of quarterback and receiver that can absolutely decimate single high coverage. Again, as Kyle and I talked about yesterday, the New England Patriots love single high coverage. The problem is, so do Tua and Tyreek. So if you're the New England Patriots, you don't really want to go that route this week. What you want to do is take a page out of what you did last year in week 17. If he's healthy, Jonathan Jones is still your best option to put on Tyreek. But what you also want to do is use some split safeties. The Patriots did that very well last year. And again, they held Tyreek to only 55 yards receiving. But even if you want to take the split safety approach, whether it be Kyle Duggar or whether it be Jalen Mills, maybe Adrian Phillips gets into the mix, Jabril Peppers would look nice in that alignment. The key element in being able to marginally disrupt Hill's rhythm is Jonathan Jones. Don't forget that since he took the reins in Miami and even back to his days in San Francisco, Mike McDaniel's scheme heavily relies on zone blocking, stretch runs, play action passes, and even a few naked bootlegs thrown in there. Jones is the only one in that secondary right now that has both the speed and the physicality have any realistic attempt at slowing down Tyree Kill. If he's not able to go, all of a sudden the Patriots now have to turn their attention to potentially Miles Bryant. Maybe Marcus Jones steps up and plays a little on the perimeter. Jalen Mills could step in and play corner. We know he played perimeter corner last year. Or the mission might be for the rookie, Christian Gonzalez, should he choose to accept it. Folks, any way you slice it, Jonathan Jones not being a part of this secondary on Sunday night is not a good thing for the New England Patriots. I would definitely keep a close eye on this one, and hopefully we'll see Jonathan suit up. If he doesn't, Patriots will be testing that next man up theory very prominently. It's going to take a big effort to slow down Tyreek Hill. And oh yeah, by the way, Patriots still have to contend with a formidable running game. Pretty good tight end in Durham-Smythe. And oh yeah, Jalen Waddell is also on this team as well, who is certainly no slouch. One of the best speed slot weapons in the NFL, and a guy that could even play a little perimeter if he wanted to. This is a high-powered offense, and the Patriots need all hands on deck, and hopefully a pair of those hands still belong to Jonathan Jones. So once again, folks, we'll continue to bring you the very latest on Friday and into the weekend regarding all the Patriots' injury, whether it be the decimated O-line because once again, all of these divisional games are going to add up, and they're so important if the Patriots want to try to contend for a divisional title this year. Yeah, that's right. I think the Patriots have as good a shot as anybody at making this interesting. The Buffalo Bills are currently 0-1. The New York Jets right now are vulnerable, and the Miami Dolphins probably playing with the most confidence of any team in this division right now. It's wide open, and if the Patriots can gain a victory on Sunday night, it's going to do them wonders, because next week, they're going to be taking their talents to East Rutherford, New Jersey, and a matchup with the New York Jets, who have their own problems with contingency and injury right now. Aaron Rodgers done for the season with an Achilles tear. Now the Jets have to turn their control back over to Zach Wilson. Jets coach Robert Sala confirmed that Wilson is going to be in the starting lineup throughout the year. I still would believe that even if they falter this weekend, he's probably still going to be the starter in week three when the Patriots visit the Jets. And again, it has implications for the Pats' pursuit of trying to contend for a division title. If Wilson is going to remain in the starting lineup, the Patriots are going to be facing him twice this year. And that's something that I know Patriots fans are going to be excited about because let's face it, the New England Patriots have had Zach Wilson's number. Wilson has completed only 54 of 106 pass attempts for 693 yards, two touchdowns, seven interceptions, and has been sacked 11 times in four games. You want to talk about a team that has an ownership over the opposing quarterback? Yeah, it's the New England Patriots and Zach Wilson. So bottom line, injuries, whether it be to the quarterback, whether it be to your O-line, or whether it be to a cornerback like Jonathan Jones, can have a ripple effect and can have wide-reaching implications. It's important for the Patriots to try to get as healthy as possible, and hopefully they start this week against the Miami Dolphins. And here today to help us continue to take an early look at those Dolphins, as well as provide an in-depth look at some tight endage, is none other than the empress of tight endage herself. Claire Classy, Claire Cooper of A Claire Perspective, of Patriots podcast, and also PatchPropaganda.com Going to drop by here in just a moment. We will talk some tight endage. That means Hunter Henry, Mike Kosecki, but it also means an early look at the Dolphins as Sunday's game fast approaches. Don't miss Claire's tight endage perspective as well as her early look at the Dolphins by keeping it right here on the Locked On Patriots podcast, a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day. Locked On listeners, our partners over at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On fantasy football host Vinnie Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Vinnie has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. The fantastic running back for your New England Patriots, Ramondre Stevenson, had a tough time running in Week 1 against the Eagles, and saved his fantasy value with 6 catches for 64 yards. Expect him to get going on the ground in Week 2 after doing little with his first 12 carries of the season. The Dolphins got gashed for 208 yards and 2 touchdowns by the Chargers. Stevenson's burst and quickness make it an even more favorable matchup against Miami's pass rush-oriented front. Folks, Vinnie Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same thing with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly with brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com slash motors. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Patriots fans, thank you once again for making Lockdown Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage and hopefully your first listen each and every day. And here today on Locked On Patriots to join me is truly one of our favorites, the midweek monarch here on Locked On Patriots, but most importantly, the empress of tight endage, which as I teased coming into this break, is definitely a subject we are going to enjoy talking about today. And if we're enjoying it, you know she's going to enjoy it as well. She is the countess of class herself, columnist extraordinaire coming from Pat's Propaganda, who also, by the way, folks, has their very own YouTube channel and broadcasting show now. Definitely be sure to check that out. And, of course, you never want to miss a single episode of Claire's Podcast, a Claire Perspective, a Patriots Podcast, available wherever you consume your podcasts. My good friend Claire, Classy Claire Cooper, joins me today. Countess, thank you so much for joining me today from across the pond.
1: Oh, you, well, thank you for having me and for that big intro and telling everybody where to get all my work. That was great. Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. We always want to make our guests feel comfortable here. And we always mm-hmm. want to show our appreciation. Claire, the Patriots now sit at 0-1 after a mm-hmm. difficult 25-20 to loss to the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday. We all know that whether it be a win, whether it be a loss, there's always lessons to be taken from the field. One of the areas that I think this team vastly improved in is being able to move the football in Bill O'Brien's offense. We saw an increased level of confidence in Mac Jones, in the pass catchers, even in the offensive line, to be able to block and get these guys in position to succeed, especially in the red zone, which is an area where the Patriots had difficulty last year. One of the big Mm -hmm. reasons why is the emergence or the rebirth, I should say, of the tight end position here in New England. We've talked about this so many times, We've talked about how Bill O'Brien's 12 personnel was going to come in and really give this tight endage group a shot in the arm that they needed, that they didn't have last year. Solid mm-hmm. performance by Mike Isecki. I think an outstanding performance by Hunter Henry. He even had Pharaoh Brown chipping in there as a run blocker and really doing some amazing things. But you see things us mere mortals do not see when it comes <laughs> to tight endage. <laughs> I know you were grinning from ear to ear, especially with that Hunter Henry grab that is still mind boggling as to how he grabbed that, but I don't want to steal any more of your thunder than I already have. Countess (laughs) your evaluation of the tight endage performance against the Eagles on Sunday. Have at it.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, I need to kind of capitalize on what you have already said, because what you said was completely true. Giseki was utilized, but not very much to you. I think one of the keys with that is I think this is a bit of a, I had high expectations. I know a, a lot of individuals, a lot of Patriots Nation, if you like, I think had some high expectations for Gazeki and a lot of people didn't, and that's fair enough. I think it's a little bit in the middle at the moment because I think maybe they're easing him in. He was used. He was in the game, and he and you know he rocked up some snaps. He only played forty-one percent of the game, which was a comparison to Hunter Henry seventy-nine percent. So obviously he wasn't used for a, for a over let for more than half of the game. So I think it's going to be. The easing in, he's he's coming off an injury or he's coming back from injury, should I say. He's new to the team, whereas Hunter Henry, obviously, isn't new. So I'm sort of still holding out hope that we're going to see more from him. I'm, I'm still very kind of confident that it's going to be something's going to be there when it comes from Gusecki I really hope so because as as listeners of a Claire perspective do know why I have sandwich bets on these sorts of things with my assistant so yeah (laughs) so I I have a vested interest that's external from my tight end love but um no seriously I think that we just need to be a little bit patient with that and like you said with the 12 personnel I think I, I believe that there may be some increase in the productivity increase in usage of that but as you said as you mentioned Hunter Henry did really well he had again he really showed us those flashes of that Matt Jones and Henry binky thing that we saw Mm -hmm. prior to last year that you know Mm -hmm. Hunter's first season with Matt Jones before it kind of went a little bit awry last year shall we say and (laughs) leave it at that we saw a really good relationship develop between the quarterback and that tight end and it for me, obviously, it was beautiful to see. Hopefully, for a lot of pa- Patriots nation, it, it was good to see as well. I think it's always pleasurable when you've got a tight end and a quarterback with a really good bond with that kind of binkiness because it, I think, it seeps out in confidence as well. Because I know we look back at the Brady gronk thing and you can't compare it to that, but it, it was a relationship that sort of, as I said, seeped out into the team that, that I think it just gave more confidence, more familiarity that sort of thing into the team. So hopefully if Mac and Hunter can have a really good relationship, we can have that seeping out into the offence that sort of brings it up. Hopefully, we shall see. It is only week one, as we all know. But um, yeah, great production from Hunter. Hoping that he just capitalises on that more. And I believe that the integration of Gusecki will be more so going over the season I think this is going to be a drip situation as in we're going to see drips of it rather than a flow I was expecting like a full flow of Gaseki, a full flood of him but I think we're just going to see it as, as a drip situation going forward but yeah it's still blossoming it's still growing and it, it's only week one and it was quite an exciting from a tight-ended perspective granted the whole loss and like, as you said in your introduction, in regards to wanting to do it, a moral victory or terrible. I'm very much in the middle. Mm -hmm. I think they lost and it was unfortunate, but there's also so much that we can be happy about from coming out of last season. I I know that you could say, oh, well, that's easy to do. All you needed was an offensive coordinator, that kind of thing. But I I think we're blaming it a lot on that. And I think there is is more to the pie than than that. So it's nice to see an offence that you look at that could be good. It wasn't great in that game against the Eagles, but it could be good. There was mistakes. We're still looking at, um, I know we're going away from tight endies, but looking at the offensive line and, you touched upon the, the, the rookies. There were two rookie guards in, in that All offensive right. line. And Matt Jones was was very verbal when he had his press conference. I think it was the after-the-game press conference. So it was a couple of days ago now that right. he didn't feel pressure, that it was his responsibility, and he took it on his shoulders. But I think he was taking a little bit of it for the team, really, because mm. the O-line still has... It still has its niggles and and that's going to seep out into the situation as you mentioned that they use Faro Brown for the run blocking. So when you've got the weak O line, those sorts of things are are going to transition outwards and that's going to affect the tight endage usage and it's going to offend the blocking and it's going to affect, sorry, how they can be utilised when it comes to playmaking, when it comes to pass catching so I think it's all, it's all still very integrated, still very connected obviously And but just hopefully it's going to be something going forward, as I said, it's going to be blossoming and something more exciting for us but yeah, I mean, I'm still on the high of that Hunter Henry one-handed catch, I that's still very exciting for me, I've still got tingles, as we all know, hashtag tight endies tingles and things like that, so yeah, touchdown tingles was the other hashtag that we used from a, from a clear perspective a couple of weeks ago, oh, wow so it it tingles all over the place when it comes to things like that so just you know fingers crossed for for more of that and for more of it
0: absolutely and you know what as many hashtags as we can possibly get trending around (laughs) claire it's always good you know the tight ends are performing at a high level folks tight end tingles, I love that. Touchdown tingles, <laughs> let's keep it going. Um, drop your hashtags in the comments section below because no, we want oh as way. many of them as we possibly can. But no, I think you make some excellent points. First of all, before we get back into the tight ends, I'm so glad that you mentioned the rookies on the offensive line um, and the offensive line's performance as a whole because you look at the first few series for the New England Patriots, the pick six by Mac Jones, the fumble mm. by Ezekiel Elliott, and then three straight three and outs any type of team that is trying to find its identity could be so demoralized by something like that, that they could very easily fold this team didn't. And especially with two rookies making their pro level debut against the most fearsome pass rush, one of the most fearsome defensive fronts in all of the NFL, they could have very easily felt that the moment was too big for them. They didn't Mac Jones only faced two fourth quarter sacks in this game. So In a way, yes, he was trying to deflect some of the blame and take it upon his shoulders. And Murph and I talked about this the other day about him being a good teammate by doing that. But at the same time, he's also correct in some of his assessment because that offensive line did provide him the protection that he needs. So I think that was an excellent point, and I'm so glad that you made it. But when it comes to tight endage, and I knew that when we started to see these tight ends performing well on the field that this was going to be a great conversation this week. And so far, you've brought it. You talked about <laughs> Hunter Henry, his familiarity with the type of yeah. offense that Bill O'Brien runs, as opposed to what we saw last year from the Patricia Judge regime. Look, there, I don't think there's anybody questioning right now that Hunter Henry deserves to be an integral part of this offense, maybe even one of its top two, three focal points. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Bill O'Brien is going to properly utilize him. I think you saw that on Sunday Elite pass catching talent, and he always has had that. Um, one of the best route runners I've covered in the NFL. He runs clean routes, got great body control, and he can change direction when he needs to. I think that's why yeah. you're seeing Hunter be voted as a captain. I can tell yeah. you from having covered him in Los Angeles that it's not for him being this vocal rah-rah type guy in the locker room. That's not his style. Um, although he says he is going to get a little more vocal, and I do believe him. <laughs> I think he will. But at the same time, it's what he does on the field. It's leading by example. And one of the things that's really impressed me the most is watching Hunter evolve as a blocker, something that he does Mm -hmm. not get enough credit for. His detractors on social media, yeah, detractors I think is the proper word we'll use to describe the people that have something negative to say about Hunter. We'll be respectful today on Locked On Patriots. They're going to tell you that You know, the questions on him always stem from his blocking ability. And that goes back to his days with the Chargers, back when I covered him with San Diego and then Los Angeles. That was the knock on him. It was quote unquote, he is an average blocker at best. Um, He's going to be a liability there as well. But I think his strength as a blocker has so much improved he used to get pushed off his spot as a blocker an awful lot. And anyone that's played the position will tell you that's something that's not good for a tight end. But what I noticed on Sunday is that he's moving better. He's moving with more aggression and he's generating more power as a result of that. So he's not getting easily pushed off. And because of that, his run blocking improved pro football focus graded him at a 51.3 on Sunday, which is not world breaking folks, but it is an improvement from what he had last year. His Mm pass blocking showed improvement, too. He's 69.8 on that. So I think that's always been where he's traditionally better. But improvement in the run game is big. And to me, that's something that'll help him from the problems he had with being able to block against penetration years ago. Um, That's been a huge, huge help to his game. So if he can add that dimension, you're looking at a complete tight end and a top-of-the-line tight end for this team, perhaps, in this, uh, this season. And we haven't even gotten into the meat and potatoes on Mike Goseki just yet, have we?
1: <laughs> well, that's it. That's why I wanted to kind of interject is when Hunter kind of rounds that out a lot more, it it gives it, it opens Gesecki up more then for what mm. he's best at doing. Right. Because he's more of a receiver, I know people like to say. So with Hunter being able to develop those skills so that he's valuable, not only kind of in the passing game, but in as a blocker in the running game and the passing game as a blocker as well. You then all of a sudden you've got Hunter and Gusecki on the field and you're not quite sure what Hunter's going to be doing because he's, (laughs) Becoming even more and more capable. So then it's that then you're looking at Giseki and you're looking at Hunter and it's like which one do you cover? And they're both quite. You know we've seen that Hunter is a is is a great end zone threat and then it just needs Giseki to sort of build up his momentum within the team as I mentioned earlier. And I think that that has such an impact. Hunters improvement has such an impact on the potential for Giseki that it gets even more and more exciting
0: <laughs> it truly does and look Mike showed his ability to make catches in the open field he had a couple of impressive grabs on Sunday definitely want to see more of him and I got a funny feeling mm-hmm. we may see more of him this weekend because He's facing a familiar opponent this weekend, a team that he knows pretty well. I think he spent some time down there with those guys wearing Aquamarine in the Southern Hemisphere in uh, the U.S. So. We're going to get so into those. In <laughs> well, he's going to be wearing throwback red on Sunday night. Oh. The Patriots bringing oh. back the mm-hmm. Pat Patriot okay. and the throwback red. So, yeah, you got to love that. That's going to be exciting, uh, great-looking mm-hmm. uniforms. My Personally, my favorite look for the New England Patriots. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing Pat Patriot painted mm-hmm. back out on the Gillette Stadium field. Bottom mm-hmm. line, Claire, I think what you said was absolutely correct. When it comes to Hunter Henry now being able to show an ability to do things just beyond being a pass catcher opens things mm-hmm. up so much for Mike Gusecki. Mm-hmm. And you also saw why the new England Patriots felt the need to add Pharaoh Brown onto this 53 man roster and be that third tight end. This is an extremely mm-hmm. talented blocker, especially in one game An 89 point grade from uh, pro football focus this weekend, the highest graded Patriot from pro football focus this weekend was, was Pharaoh yeah. Brown. And one of the big things about what he does so well. So, This Patriots team, I think, is uh, well-suited in their tight endage, and um, Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and we hope it's going to translate into a lot of fun on the field this weekend. But, Claire, you and I both know that the Patriots face another tough task this weekend with the Miami Dolphins and a high-powered offense coming in. going to be a fun one, but it's going to be a tough one in New England. What are Claire's thoughts on the Miami Dolphins? Do the Patriots have enough on both sides of the ball keep this one close and to be able to shut down some of the high-powered, rapid weapons that Miami has at their disposal. Claire's going to give her initial thoughts on Miami and maybe even a little bit more when this episode (laughs) of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues, a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Locked On listeners, everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case – The Chase case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Chase Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using the code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. Don't delay. Do it today. That's j-a-s-e-medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Locked on listeners, football season is here and there is no better time to use Prize Picks, the largest independently owned daily fantasy platform in North America. Prize Picks is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. I can make my fantasy picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. It's why they're my favorites, and I know they're going to be yours, too. PrizePix also offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, PrizePix discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So don't delay. Do it today. Go to prizepickscom slash LockedOnNFL and use the code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match. Up to $100. That's a first deposit match up to $100 by going to PrizePicks.com/lockedonNFL and use the promo code LockedOnNFL. PrizePicks daily fantasy sports made easy fans, thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Today, we are absorbing the wisdom and counsel, the tight-ended <laughs> wisdom and counsel. That meter has already been broken by our guest today, the illustrious Claire, classic Claire Cooper of Pat's Propaganda and a Claire Perspective, the Patriots podcast. And Claire, it's always fun to talk tight-ended with you. It is a subject is. that you absolutely <laughs> dazzle us with. The New England Patriots face another tall task this week. As if the Philadelphia Eagles coming to town, defending NFC champions wasn't difficult <laughs> enough, the Patriots right. now face one of the most potentially explosive offenses in the NFL. Um, this is a, a team that is well-suited to be able to score in so many different ways. A wild win over the Los Angeles Chargers, 36-34 to 34 in Week 1. Tua Tagovailoa is showing a lot of versatility. Tyree Kill is just absolutely incredible. Um, when you look at this team, when you look at the Miami Dolphins and the performance that they put out on Sunday, and you look at what the Patriots did on Sunday, what are your mm-hmm. initial thoughts on Miami? Have at it. It's, the floor is yours. What are, you, what are your gut reactions telling you as we head into this matchup on Sunday?
1: Well, I know we can't swear on this show because it's a family show. So I can't actually tell you the the words that are going around in my head at the moment because <laughs> we're keeping it clean. But but I am still being positive that the Patriots can squeak out a win. I know everybody's looking at me like, oh, she's crazy. She's crazy. However, I have some points in my bag as to why. <laughs> they're, they're very small, but I still have some. The one thing that I found interesting, shall we say, that I'm sure people will have picked up on in the in the Dolphins-Chargers game was the centre-quarterback exchange. And there's definitely a weakness there. I believe there was three fumbles. And those sorts of little things can seep out and take away the confidence that someone is going to have. So I think that there is something there to be had when it comes to the defense to put the the scares in them because it, it it does, it crumbles. I mean the the um I'm gonna have to check my notes so that I get it right. There was an early in the first quarter Miami were less than 20 yards from the end zone, fumble and then it was recovered by LA. Mm. Now things like that. In the NFL, they happen. The problem is you look at it and when you've got a really pristine team, they need to not happen because it, it can make or break a game. And as, as I mentioned just, just a moment ago, it can make or break confidence. And that's all we need to do. Mm. We need to scare Tua into losing his confidence because, yes, we know he's a good pass thrower. We've seen it. The one thing that's key with Miami, as you mentioned, is the weapons. And the the whole Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill thing is the thing that scares me the most, that that part of their offense is so good. And I just hope that the Patriots can mix up some potions when it comes to their defense, because the Patriots' defense is a darn good defense. Just hoping that they can mix something up, that they can put something out there on the field. that, that some work some magic as to how to uh, shut these two weapons down. I don't know how well it can be done, but we shall see. I believe that Belichick with his defensive mind can mix something up. Now, I know that Pates Pates Nation will be sitting there saying, well, why has he already done it? And I don't have the answer for you. I am with you with that question. (laughs) Why has he not already done it? Because there was um, a great stat that came out from, I believe it was Evan Nazar on social media this morning. He put out how the NFL's best against a single high coverage in 2022. Mm-hmm. I apologize I have to read from my notes, but my memory is so bad that you know that I'll bumble this. And the Patriots defence was second most snaps in single high coverage. Mm-hmm. 72% of the coverage of snaps versus Philly was single high. So you look at that and say, well, if the Patriots run that defence or run those plays defensively, it's obvious that it's against the Dolphins. It's not necessarily going to work. And, mm-hmm. You would think Bill Belichick is going to be very aware and au fait with this information, let's hope so. It may take him, it may be that this is the year that he sorts himself out and beats (laughs) Tungavailoa. I have my fingers crossed. I do have faith that that can happen folks. And I know a lot of people do think I'm crazy and that's okay because I am a little bit crazy, but yes, I hate the Finns. So that does always color my judgment a little bit when it comes to things like that. But I do try (laughs) and be as objective and analytical as possible. But I am still a Patriots fan, so there's, I've always got that in my in my corner. Can the Patriots beat them? I, as I said, I'm still saying yes. So I'm still looking at the offensive weapons very with concern. I mean, even their tight end Smythe, he looks he even as for a tight end, he looks good. That you know they've already got Waddle and they've already got Hill, but they've got a decent tight end as well. Mm-hmm. They didn't have particularly many targets. He has six targets and three receptions in the in the LA game for 44 yards, and it's quite low when it comes to production but for a tight end in an offense that's got the weapons that it has got you know that's quite considerable so I think the defense is going to have to be on its very best behavior to be able to shut down Miami and the offense just needs to click that bit more and hopefully being at home being a home game that it that helps it out whether or not it does we shall see but I'm still I've still got I've still got faith I've still got faith and confidence that the Patriots defense. Can do the whole old the the old school boogeyman thing that I know a lot of people don't, probably don't want bringing back, and that's fine. We we should come up with something better. But with the two red zone turnovers by Miami and things like that, I think there's 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 loopholes there for the Patriots defense to exploit to enable them to succeed against this this great Miami offense.
0: Yeah, without question, I think you hit the nail right on the head. What the Patriots need to do is to try to keep that offense off the field as much as possible. And that means a heavy dose on the ground. Keep grinding Mm -hmm. out those first downs, and that's where you see guys like Ramondre Stevenson, Ezekiel Elliott, and Ty Montgomery. For him to take a more active role Mm -hmm. this week as well, Um, I think the Patriots have an opportunity to be able to do that. Claire, Mm -hmm. once again, you always, always bring the – wisdom the counsel, the way only you can and we appreciate you stopping by here and spending time with us on locked on patriots especially on the midweek part of the show after all there is only one midweek monarch here on locked on patriots and we are thrilled to have her each and every week so claire before i let you go please let everyone know where they can find you where they can absorb your great work and what you have coming in the next week or so from the great pen the great voice of claire classic claire cooper
1: well, thank you. As you said in the introduction, I have a new show or we have a new show. I have a joint show now on the uh, Pat's Propaganda YouTube channel. So it's the first Pat's Propaganda YouTube show. So it's we're, our pilot hit the airwaves on Monday following the Eagles game. It's kind of um, a post-game recap wrap-up. It is, it is to replace, at this moment, my written column, my written article that I would do after each Patriots game for Pat's Propaganda as my game recap wrap-up for people to read. So we're bringing you this kind of audio-visual feast of fun. <laughs> Pat's procrastination, as I said on the on the Pat's propaganda YouTube channel. So I hope people have been enjoying that. I know, as I said, it's been out since Monday. A clear perspective. Now it's the regular season. Brought to you by full press coverage is going to be out every. It's out every one to two weeks. It does depend on workloads and things for myself and and games and game times and stuff like that. So. Please keep your eyes out for a clear perspective on the full press coverage. And as you mentioned, most of those places that you that you find your podcast. So yeah, definitely some podcasty youtubey stuff out there and just before i go i do want to say firstly thank you to everybody who has been supportive of the youtube show as as it did only launch on monday as we record this on wednesday we've had some great feedback and we've been really really lucky to have such positivity so we really appreciate everyone that has watched and has reached out to say that they like the show that kind of thing so i hope you still enjoy the show and you will stick with us for the whole season because we will be ringing you on each week following a Patriots game. So I hope that you continue to enjoy that on the Pats Propaganda YouTube channel. And I just need to say a quick shout out, because as we record this on Wednesday, Wednesday, the 13th of September, it is John, who is a fan of this show and of a clear perspective as well. It's his son's birthday. So happy birthday to Lewis for today.
0: Absolutely. Louis, happy birthday. A tip of the cap and a nod of the gods from all of us here at Locked On Patriots. And Claire, thank you for dropping that in. We do appreciate John's support and all of your support out there from all of you everydayers, all of you casual listeners, and all of you first timers as well. We hope you've enjoyed all of the wisdom and counsel you've heard today from Claire and a little bit from myself as well. Folks, please continue to stay safe, stay well, and be the change you wish to see in the world. Do not forget to smash that subscribe button. Download, subscribe to, and follow Locked on Patriots wherever you get your podcasts. On behalf of the illustrious Claire, classic Claire Cooper, I'm Mike DeBate. Have a great day, everyone, and we'll see you back here again tomorrow on Locked on Patriots.